You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Friday, December the 18th. That's right. We've made it to another Friday. Congratulations, everybody. I hope that your week is going well. For me, I finished up my finals this week. Now a second semester junior at the University of Missouri. Hopefully I have a lot of Mizzou fans out there. I presume a lot of SLU fans as well, whatever college team you root for. Um glad to hear it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, finished up finals today, so that's always good. And going into my long week, or long uh, Christmas break or winter break. So a um, little programming note that for the next um, couple, uh, a little over a month, really before Pictures and Catchers Report, we'll be dropping to three shows a week. Um, so next week, because of Christmas Eve and Christmas falling on Thursday and Friday, it'll be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, we'll, we'll be the shows next week, and I... I'm looking into the math a little bit more. I think I counted it right today. I believe that Wednesday is actually going to be my 100th episode. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, it should be an exciting day. So without further ado, my name is Lucas Smith, the mega fan of the St. Louis Cardinals. Here to talk some more starting pitching with you guys today. Yesterday we talked a little bit about Martinez, Ponce de Leon, Gomber a little bit, and just how really excited I am for the depth of this team and how, you know, People kind of saying, oh, they, they need a number two behind Flaherty. They, they need a one-two punch. And, yeah, I'd like to see a one-two punch, too. I talked about the idea of going after Jose Barrios, you know, and the crossover action with Nash Walker of Locked On Twins. And, you know, I think a, a one-two punch in an ideal world will be nice. But this isn't always an ideal world, is it? So I think that the idea that the Cardinals have all of this depth to them really is beneficial. And, you know, we, we saw it last year, you know, all the doubleheaders and... The, the multitudes of pitchers that they needed to use, you know, for the most part, they, they stepped up and they were able to do that. So today I'm going to kind of hone in on two guys that the Cardinals signed from overseas and KK Cam and Miles Michaelis mainly, uh, just because I really am excited for what Miles Michaelis has to bring. Uh, I know that he had a really, really down year um, in 2019, and I'll, I dive into a bit of the numbers there. Um, in terms of, of usage and things like that, but uh, I'm, I'm still excited uh, about what he has to offer, um, and and you know, still excited about him and KK Kim as well. Talk about why you know why he might be regressing a little bit, or might have the opportunity to regress a little bit. I'm still excited for what he has to offer in 2021. But first, we have some formal Cardinal pitching news as uh, Michael Waka has signed with the Tampa Bay Rays for one year. $3 million, according to Jeff Passan, or Passan, however. Um, one year, $3 million. He's 29 years old. Um, but, you know, I think this is a really good investment for the Rays. I, I, I do. I know that he had, um, you know, a, a rough ending to his St. Louis career. I understand that. Um, but And if you want more... more um, you know, coverage on this, head over to Locked On Rays. I'll also be giving my inputs on that show. So head over to Locked On Rays. Kevin and Ulysses do a great job there. Uh, but I think, you know, Tampa Bay is a master with pitching. We've seen that year in, year out. Um, we, we saw that this year in their World Series run. It was, you know, the, the pitching was a main part of that of that run. And I think they can do great things with Michael Waka. You know, he had 
Now, this is a guy whose career array is just a tick over four in in um, about just over 900 innings. Um, and yes, he had some injuries um, in in his, in his Cardinal career, and he you know his ERA wasn't great in 2020. But um, you know, again, not going to get too much in this stats because I do want to talk about uh, the, the Cardinal pitching today. But I, I do think that Waka c- could be a, a a good addition for the. Tampa Bay Rays, because, you know, one year with the Mets, um, eight games, seven starts, um, everything was high. Just just not good numbers. Uh, his numbers really haven't been so, – they, they were decent in 2018 um, in an injury-riddled year, um, but his numbers, you know, really haven't been good and since 2015. That was still a, a mediocre year at best. Um, wins were high, but the, the the other numbers weren't incredible. All-star, so, so not, not – Awful, for say, for sure. But I think that Waka could, could do some good things in Tampa Bay. So I think that that's um, something to keep in mind. The uh, master of the changeup, Mr. Michael Waka, had some great moments as a Cardinal. Um, you know, near no hitter a couple different times. Um, NLCS MVP. You know, story goes on, with, or the the legend goes on with Waka. His career does not come short, and there's a good chance he'll be pitching in the postseason again very, very soon. But So congratulations to him on a one-year $3 million deal. Um, so, uh, But let's tune over and turn over now to um, some Cardinal pitchers uh, of present, if, if you will, of K.K. Kim and Miles Michaelis. Miles Michaelis was a guy they signed from, um, I believe it was Japan. Um, two-year contract, 2018, all-star, 18-4, and four, ERA under three, um, 200 plus innings, ERA plus of 137, six in the Cy Young Award, 1.3 walks per nine, which is remarkable, especially in today's age. That led the league. He led the league in wins, win-loss percentage, shutouts of one, um, hits given up in walks per nine. So that was a really good year. And then the next year he leads the league in, in losses, uh, pitches about 20 less innings, but Still gets 32 starts in, so he still ate up starts, you know. His walks per nine jumped up just a hair to 1.6. Didn't lead the league. His ERA was still a, ERA plus was still above average of, of um, of 102. His fielding independent pitching was 4.37, so not what you want to see there. Um, But this is a guy who, you know, he's pretty straightforward in terms of, um, you know, in terms of his his pitch mix, if you will, um, fastball, slider, curve, change, throws in a sinker every once in a while. He threw the sinker a lot less in 2019 than he did in 2018. But other than that, there really wasn't too much of a uh, you know change in pitch uh, selection, if you will. Changeup was hovering around four percent both years. Curveball hovering around twenty one. The uh, sinker twenty one to twenty three. I'm sorry, Sicker went up. Slider was Slider was the one that went down from 25 to 23. Fastball hovered around 27% of the time. So the usage didn't change, um, but the results on those pitches obviously changed. 2018, um, one, one of the bigger differences was on that changeup. Um, batting average against was 281 in 2018, 333 in 19. Um, really all the offensive numbers went up against that pitch. Um and what shocked me was the reason that the slider went down, in my opinion, was that it was getting hit more with slugging uh, 480 against it, 289 batting average against it for Miles Michaelis. Um, so 
plain and simple, Mike Lewis just wasn't getting out in 2019. You know, um, but he, he got out plenty, obviously, in, um, in 2018. But, you know, if you look at his 2019 MLB percentile rankings, his expected ERA was in the 30th percentile, whiff percentage in the 20th, strikeout 20th, expected batting average 11th, um, expected slugging 28th. So all these are low. The only, you know, the good numbers, he was 67th percentile in barrel um, percentage in terms of how often the other the offensive player hits the barrel, 97th in walks percentage. I mean, his walk percentage did tick up, like I said. Um, his walk percentage was 3.6 in 18 and 4.2 in 19, but still in the top 3% of the league. Um, his expected ERA well, in 2018 was 3.45, which was higher than his 2.83, and his expected ERA in 2019 was 4.86, which was higher than his 4.16. So the, the numbers weren't there in 2019, and I'm not here to defend his 2019 at all. Uh, I just tend to th- I tend to look at 2018 more for whatever reason. That could be me being optimistic, being blind, being <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, but I-, I just like his pitch, Mitch, pitch mix. Excuse me. Uh, I think you know it's pretty basic, sure. But I-, I just like what he brings to the table. I think he's got a good curveball, good, sl- good slider, and if that fastball is working, it's all about fastball command. You know, similar to what, what it was with Michael Walker. But I think Michaelis, um, you know, veteran guy, he's going to be 32 this year. Um, I think he, he finds his way a little bit in 2021. So I'll finish up my conversation on Mike List, then talk about KK Kim um, coming up in just a moment. But first, a word from the wonderful people at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They have six new flavors. My favorite one is cookies and cream to go along with their 12 original flavors that range from peanut butter to banana bread to toffee almond to peanut butter brownie to raspberry. They have non-nut and nut flavors that are soft and easy to chew. And the best part, they're covered 100% in chocolate. But they're still great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. You're looking at the cookies and cream bar. That's 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and an incredible taste. Right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. That's right. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off. So Miles Michaelis, when he was signed, it was kind of one of those head scratcher signings, like, eh, who is this guy? And you know, there, there was a little bit more on him than there was on KK Kim for sure. Um, and I, I think Miles Michaelis really uh, impressed in 2018. Like I said, um, gave all the all the numbers and everything, top 10 Cy Young award in the Cy Young award voting. Um, and I, I will say this about Miles Michaelis in terms of of the contract that he has. I thought it was ridiculous that the Cardinals signed him to that four-year contract after 2018 because you didn't know what you were going to get in 2021, or excuse me, in 2019, and you got really a par pitcher at best in, in 2019 with, with Michaelis. Um, he, he just was giving up a lot more hard-hit balls. It seemed like the league, it just seemed like the league had figured him out after that first year. Um, you know, you looked at his his fielding independent pitching in 2018, like I mentioned, was 3.67, um, or 3.28. His expected FIP was just a little bit high at 3.67. Um, and, you know, I think that, that, that kind of showed again in 2019. Um, 
when his FIP jumped up to 4.27, ERA jumped up to 4.16. He was he was only worth two and a half wins above replacement instead of the 4.2 he was worth in 2018. When you're looking at WAR, so I thought that that contract was really really premature because this is the guy now that's going to be 32 and is is a huge question mark on your rotation, but at the same time is the guy that's going to be in your rotation. Like I mentioned on yesterday's show, for those of you who, who didn't have the chance to listen or haven't had the chance to listen to it yet, that the three, assuming Ranite is not back with the team, the three people that you can guarantee in that rotation are Flaherty, Kim, and Michaelis. And I, I have little to no concern that Jack Flaherty will be back and will be fine. You know, would I rather him be back and fine last year? Yeah, sure. 2020 is an odd year. Um, but I, I have no concerns with Flaherty. But with Michaelis... I really do think that that contract almost got to him before the contract even started. Signed the contract before the 2019 season, and I think the pressure got to him. And the a combination of that and the league figuring him out really hurt him. I think now that he has a full year plus of, of recovery from, from the injuries that he had, and that now that he can adjust to the league again, I think Michaelis is going to be really good in 2021. Will he be... All-star, Cy Young Award caliber, good luck he was in 2018. Probably not. But, you know, if he can go out and start 32, 35, or 30, 32 games, win 10, 14 games in that range, ear race, sitting three and a half, that's a huge win for St. Louis. Because that's something that he didn't do in 2019. But I, I'm, I'm excited for Mike Lewis. I really am. And we're just, when you're looking at KK Kim... What, what concerns me are a couple different things. He only pitched 40 innings, eight games, seven of those being starts. And, you know, I think a big, a big knock against Kim is you know, he only struck out 15 and 15.5% of the, the batters he faced. His expected ERA was 3.81 when his actual ERA was 1.62. Fielding independent pitching of 3.88 and expected. Uh, Fully independent pitching of four and a half. So when you're looking at the numbers, Kim has signs of regression even more so than Michaelis did. Again, you have to take into account that these are only 39 innings. I understand that that, that that's both a, a positive that you know they haven't seen a lot of him yet, so be because of that and everything like that. But also you have a full off season, really, you know, yeah, a full off season to prepare for KK Kim. So that's why, even though the the numbers for Kim are might have been a little bit better to, in his first year than Michaelis's, KK Kim almost has more sign of a regression. You know, the, the the low strikeout is cause for a little bit of concern. He was also 34th percentile on expected batting average. You know, not, not a lot of of spin on his fastball and his curveball type thing. But again, taking into account the, the limited innings, if I had to throw out a, a prediction for Kim. I would say that he starts strong because the league is still somewhat new, still trying to figure him out because you can only learn so much from tape. But I think he'll, he'll peter out as the season goes along. But again, we don't the, the Cardinals don't need him to pitch to a 1.62 ERA. That's extremely unrealistic to think that he'll do that again. But again, same thing, similar to Michaelis, if he can pitch 25, 30 starts, keep the ERA under 4, 10, 14 wins or whatever, you know, even even eight to twelve wins for KK, that's a win for St. Louis, and that just shows you the depth that the Cardinals have 
to to say, hey, we don't need you to pit, we don't need everybody to, to pitch to an ERA under three. There's a chance that they have multiple guys under three, and that'd be great. But I really look forward to KK Kim early in the season to getting off to a fast start. Will that start sustain itself? Who knows? I, th- I think he he has some sign of regression, uh, of regression rather when when you when you look at the numbers. But again. You can you can only learn so much from tape. The league needs to see him a little bit more before I say okay that they they have him figured out. So so that's my show for today. Talking about starting pitching, hoping to get Arm Layton of Locked On MLB prospects on the show next week. Uh, talk a little about Dylan Carlson. Carlson made the his top five list of outfield prospects. So talk to him about that. But um, if you're still looking for something to listen to, um, and if you're into betting. Betting on baseball or any sport does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast using whatever you get your podcast. And it is brought to you by the new Locked On sponsor, betonline.ag. I have an account on betonline.ag, and I look forward to getting into betting um, as the... The season goes on and, and sharing you guys some betting numbers and things like that. So um, looking forward to the shows next week. Again, going on three shows a week um, until pitchers and catchers report. Um, but keep it locked on to Locked On Cardinals. And again, my name is Lucas Smith, LJ Fastball, Twitter handle LO underscore Cardinals, Twitter and Instagram handle for the show, and Locked On Cards emailing with any and all questions you have. Until I talk to you the next time, which will be Monday, Stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.